Welcome to The Future Starts With You, where we explore career readiness initiatives with the people doing the real work in the field, from the classroom to administrators, industry, and beyond. I'm Jewel Alderson, and our work at the San Diego County Office of Education is focused on ensuring all students have a future without boundaries. We're excited to have you with us today, because like the title says, the future starts with you. Today we are here at Oceanside Unified School District with Teresa Collis. And Teresa is the coordinator of career technical education for this K-12 district. Uh, welcome, Teresa. Thank you, Jill. Thanks for inviting me and spending time at Oceanside High School to share the great work we're doing in Oceanside Unified. Absolutely. I know, Teresa, we work together a lot over the years, so I'm always excited to come on campus, and now I'm really excited to share some of that work with others. But could you give our listeners a little insight into what your role is at your district and uh, what kinds of things you're currently working on? Yeah. Uh, currently, like Jules said, I am the Career Technical Education Coordinator for Oceanside Unified School District. And so what I have the opportunity to do is build strong career technical education experiences for students at the high school and in our middle schools. Uh, prior to this work, I was the principal at Oceanside High School. And for the four years that I was the principal, the uh, focus was to grow and expand our career technical education pathway programs. At the time, we had had the pleasure of having a Careers Partnership Academy, which was a Health Careers Academy, and it had been around for, I want to say, 10 to 12 years, and it was really going strong. The students in those programs were um, incredibly successful, and we really saw the value in um, having career pathway programs. Across our district right now, we uh, represent 11 of the 15 recognized thriving industries in California. Fantastic. So. I think uh, anytime you're really trying to give students a lot of options as they're thinking about their future, uh, it really strengthens those opportunities for students. Um, and, and I think it's important, you know, you have so many sectors, but you are, also have a lot of industry partners who are involved in just helping guide the work that you have here. So I know Oceanside has a really strong advisory committee and uh, advisory program. And I wonder if you could give folks a little bit of insight into um, how your advisory committee works. We are really just fortunate to have a city that is so supportive of the young people that live in this community. There was a focus to strengthen our advisory committee uh, when I was still at the school site, but through the CTIG or Strong Workforce Partnership grant, they hired a, um, a counsel on special assignment to work with CTE. And Katie Ann, she's now moved on, but she uh, really did a lot of the legwork around um, investigating what is a, a strong um, advisory committee educating the different school sites and the teachers at the time as to why it's so important and um, started reaching out to the community. And then COVID hit and um, I took a new position as the CTE coordinator and we were really searching for ways to bring work-based learning to our students despite kids working from home. So my 
my relationships that I had made, one growing up in this community and then um, becoming the principal, I knew a lot of people in our community. Um, a lot of the people that are part of the Chamber of Commerce, the people that are that work in the city of Oceanside or hold positions uh, in city council. So I was able to reach out to them and say, hey, would you mind uh, zooming in and talking to our kids, you know, about what you do in the city? Um, and they were so willing and excited to to be connected to kids, especially during COVID. Like school is still happening. It's still important we bring really rich learning experiences, even though they're all sitting home in isolation by themselves. And I really felt like that's where the wave really started to, to get even bigger. And then there's a lot of grants that came for like the city and the Chamber of Commerce that um, supported them in funding and supporting programs like CTE because we were starting to recognize the employment gap that was going to be um, in existence post-COVID. So I think it's kind of all those things put together, but I think it really stems from the humble community that we have here in Oceanside. I think it's really just very unique. Um, but you do got to spend time in your community. I live here. I go out to dinner here. I go to the beach here. I walk my dog. Um, and I, I think, you know, that's, yeah, having those, those relationships first. Um, and I, my advice would be tap the shoulders of your chamber of commerce because they are, they want to help. Absolutely. How often do you run advisory meetings? We do it, um, four times a year. Excellent. One of my favorite uh, things about your advisory meetings uh, that I've heard in the past are that students are a part of those meetings. Can you talk a little bit about how students are present at some of your advisories? Well, you know, in reflecting on if I'm going to ask people to come and spend time away from their work, it needs to be a valuable experience for them. And they need to walk away having learned something. And what better evidence of what our students are learning is to have them come and share some of the projects and the different um, things that they get to do and learn in the classroom. So it's always geared towards something that they're learning and they come and share what they're learning and, and how it has shaped their thoughts and ideas and opinions around different topics. Perfect. For those of you who are listening who don't maybe know what an advisory meeting is. Uh, in any time we're in uh, CTE programs, what we want is to have industry partners. We meet with them, we invite them about once a year. You usually have a meal uh, and then you talk about your programs and they sign off that they showed up and they talk to you. Um, and that's kind of the minimum. But when we really look at creating high quality pathways, you want that ongoing relationship where folks who are part of your advisory committee see what's happening in the classroom, are engaged in working with your students and providing those work-based learning experiences, which it sounds mm -hmm. like really took off during COVID, mm -hmm. and I'm sure have continued to be part of learning once the students came back to the classroom. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, really leveraging those, you know, committees that might be required by certain grants, uh, but re the, the reason they're required is because they can do really good for your, a lot of good for your programs. Mm -hmm. And so um, I love to hear you know, when an advisory committee is really healthy. At this last advisory meeting, we invited the, the mayor, Mayor Esther Sanchez, and of course she comes because she wants to see what kids are learning. Absolutely. I think um, really giving our industry partners insight into the fact that our students are 
are not just needing their guidance, but can impact the community, can be part of the work that they're doing, and uh, can be an asset to the community, even while they're still in school, mm -hmm. is such a huge component of that. And so um, props to you all for that work with your advisory meetings. Yeah. Our, our students, another something that I'm very proud of is the city of Oceanside is taking under a 15-year strategic plan. And it started during COVID where uh, my friend and uh, the Russ Cunningham, he's the um, a city planner and his child graduated from Oceanside High School. Um, he started coming in and talking and asking our students questions around their community and what they'd like to see different and change in, into this 15 year plan. And the students were very insightful. They talked about things like the different parks around the community and the ones you can go to and the one that you can't and where they house uh, farmers markets and how they're not accessible to everybody. And it's incredibly insightful. And so they keep coming back to us because they wanna hear about our students and the kind of informed feedback they give. There are few people uh, less candid than a high school student, <laughs> so uh, they're not going to keep anything back. That's for sure. Now, uh, Oceanside is really uh, lucky to be a K-12 district, meaning you serve students who come in and TK, right, transitional kindergarten, yeah. and go all the way through 12th grade. And what that means when it comes to career readiness is that you can build in opportunities for alignment from level to level. Uh, and it sounds like you've got some great things happening at the uh, middle school. And I wondered if you could give us a little look at what you're working on at the middle school. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, we were looking at what currently exists at our different middle schools. And in some cases, they had some STEM labs, but they had not been updated in quite some time. So we leveraged some leftover strong workforce partnership funding to update our STEM labs and send the teachers to some updated professional development around you know, the current trends. Um, and then we're um, also funding to build an additional STEM lab at one of our middle schools that didn't have, um, didn't have something like that. So that's super exciting. And so with that, we, uh, the next steps are to support the middle schools in developing a system where all students um, during their middle school experience will spend some time going through the STEM lab. All the STEM labs have 15 different career slash industry experiences, um, all of those which align with the different career pathways we offer at our high schools. So they will get to experience what the pathways that exist at the high school, what, what that entails, but then they'll also get to experience some other careers as well. And so uh, that's the next work that we're going to be doing is helping them to leverage a master schedule that allows for a type of wheel program where kids systematically get to move through the STEM lab and experience it in a way that also provides time for them to reflect on their individual experiences as they go through the different careers and help them to start truly formulating thoughts and ideas about their talents and passion and, and what they see themselves doing um, when they graduate and become young adults. At the middle school level, it's great because a lot of times we think about our CTE or career technical education programs uh, being a high school program. 
But uh, middle school, you can have things, either an introductory class that helps prepare students for the high school program, or like you're developing right now, that middle school wheel, which acts kind of like it's an elective mm -hmm. class where students get a selection of different classes. In this case, really looking at all of the different industry sectors recognized by the Department of Ed here in California. Uh, but sometimes, and I'm guessing even here, there will be focused uh, activities and projects that try to connect to the exact programs that they're feeding into at the high school. Um, and I know when you were principal here, you actually started having days, I don't know if you started them, but that you had days where students would come on campus from the middle school and really get a feel for the high school program. So I wonder if you could talk a little bit so about that. Well, we did start that when I was here at the high school where we brought our students from our five feeder middle schools up onto the campus to experience and meet students that are in the different pathways. And since then, that has really just gone up, you know, three notches. Now that experience is just really something to celebrate. Uh, the teachers get excited about it and the whole campus comes out to support that experience. And then we extend it into the evening so parents can come. But the other thing our students have wanted to do and we do now is we take our students to the middle schools mm -hmm. and they do a presentation in the eighth grade classrooms. So they get to hear again firsthand from, from high school students around what makes their pathway the best pathway. And then of course, it's a, a real opportunity for our students to practice some of those soft skills with guest speaking. And it's incredible to see these students stand up and just rise to the occasion when they're speaking to middle schoolers. Um, they might as well be movie stars up there in the eyes of the, the middle school students. So that has been really fun to see. Oh yeah, I know uh, the teachers that I've spoken with in the past have been you know, really excited to explore ways to connect with uh, younger students. And also because a lot of those strategic recruitment kind of uh, ways to inform students helps also with equity and ensuring that our students at the middle school are choosing pathways um, not aligned with the things that they maybe have seen in their communities or expected to do, but better based on their strengths, interests, and values. So I wonder, have you seen uh, any shifts in your recruitment and uh, in equity kind of as you see the rosters at the high school level? So that was really one of my key motivations for um, redesigning the articulation experience our middle schoolers had in preparing to come to high school. I wanted the students to be able to, with, with um, a foundation, to be able to make decisions about what courses and what their high school experience was going to be. Uh, previous to that, it was take, getting feedback from the middle school teachers and the counselors as to what they believed was it going to be a good fit for the student and in their eyes what they felt the student was ready for. Well, we know that that opens up a lot of doors for mis misplacement. And well, we all have a lot of biases <laughs> and not all of them you know, are intentional, but absolutely we have, these are the structures that we have to change in order to better serve our students. Yes, so that system has totally changed and we, we realize that we do have time to sit down after a student has gotten a, a very good taste of what the high school has to offer, sits down one-on-one -on -one with the counselor, and they explain to the counselor 
what they would like to, what they want to pursue and what they want to get involved in in high school. And we've also leveraged um, CCGI, the uh, Community College Guidance Initiative. And it is a, a program in the computer that the, um, the counselors are taking students through different lessons. And then our high school counselors are actually able to go in there and see, okay, these, these different careers or these types of classes align with how he has responded in his um, um, little survey around his likes and dislikes. So there's a, a much better informed decision around uh, how we start them off at the high school, which is a huge step in the right direction regarding equity and access. Well, it has been fantastic to speak with you today, and I always love to be on campus at Oceanside High. As we tie things up, uh, the truth is the future does start with you, Teresa. So we would love to hear your final words. What impact do you hope to make on the future for your students? Uh, the impact that I hope to make is that every student that graduates in Oceanside Unified School District has the skills, talents, certifications, experiences, strengths to go on and thrive economically and socially, either in our community or anywhere they choose to live around the world. Well, those are beautiful final words for today. Thank you so much for joining us on The Future Starts With You, and we look forward to continuing to see the great work here at Oceanside USD. Are you excited to learn more about career readiness in middle school? Register now for our Middle School CTE Engagement Symposium, which will take place February 9th, 2023, in person in San Diego. Check out the show notes or go to sdcoe.net slash CTE for more information. Are you already doing great work to ensure middle schoolers have opportunities to explore careers? Submit a proposal by January 16th. We hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you have questions about this episode, career readiness in general, or would be interested in being a guest on the podcast, check out the show notes. We would love to hear from you. The work you are doing makes a real impact. So keep up the good work until next time, because as you know, the future starts with you.